0: And we'll give this to Coons, he's got a ton of room, 10, 15, 20s out on the far sideline, Forties outrun the safety, 40, 30, nobody in front of him, 10, 5, touchdown, 93 yards, Fordham has taken the lead, 6-3 with 6 minutes to go in the first quarter, play action, rolling out Higgins, under pressure, now stops, throws it back, looking near side, Coons caught, touchdown, 18 yards for Coots. He's in on the near sideline to the end zone. The Rams have taken a 13 3 lead with 1.12 to go in the first quarter. Snap back. Ball is down. The kick is a low line drive. It is good. Another 50 plus yard field goal for Patrick Murray. And this time he will make it a 20 to 13 game for Fordham. Welcome inside week four of Monday Night Quarterback. Mike Watts joined by DJ Sixsmith here on WFUVsports.org. We'll be joined by linebackers coach and defensive coordinator David Blackwell in our X's and O's segment. Then we'll go inside the huddle with Nick Talbert and Austin Hancock later in the show. But first, rejoined by first-year head coach Joe Moorhead. Coach, how you doing?
1: Doing great. Great to be back, guys.
0: Big win over Columbia. You win the Liberty Cup in your first year as head coach. Third
1: consecutive Liberty Cup win for the Rams. What's it mean to you? Uh, It means a lot. Um, You know, it's a great rivalry between two great academic schools, uh, you know, with proud football traditions, and and our guys get to keep the trophy home for another year. And, uh, you know, I thought they did a great job. And, uh, you know, I was just very happy for for our players and our assistant coaches. I think they did a great job.
2: Now, Coach, a big reason why you guys get the job done, Carlton Kuntz just goes wild against Columbia. So my question, why was he able to be so successful against the Lions defense?
1: I think it's, you know, credit to the offensive linemen, and tight ends, all the guys who block, uh, and obviously to Carlton himself. Uh, We make the running game a focal point of our offensive attack and, you know, one our uh, physical identity and ability to dominate the line of scrimmage is something that we, um, you know, carry in week to week. And, You know, I thought those guys with their own game and, you know, Coach Rodriguez, Coach Zetz, Coach Fogarty, I thought they, uh, you know, did a great job. And obviously the the guys up front in Carlton deserve, uh, you know, all the credit for that.
0: Now, the first, uh, the opening kickoff of the game and the freshman kick returner drops the ball, picks it back up and tries to run with it again, gets drilled around the 13-yard line. And possession begins for Columbia at your 10-yard line and they're able to end up with a field goal. First off, what would a touchdown have meant? Would that may have maybe been a, a bigger swing of momentum and I mean, in terms of turnovers, there were plenty in this game. What do you need to do to fix
1: that? Oh well, certainly that's not the ideal way you want to start a football game. You know, Jared's gotta catch the ball number one and or get just get on it, not try to pick it up and not make a bad play worse. So, uh, you know, we certainly um you know, didn't like the start and but I thought our defense responded very well, keeping them out of the end zone and limiting them to three. And, uh, you know, I think that was indicative of the way our defense played the entire game. But, you know, the things that we've been stressing, you know, since day one are turnover margin and, uh, you know, not the, the ability and the effect that that has on the game. And normally when you win a turnover margin and we win the explosive play battle, that gives you a great chance to win the game. And we certainly haven't, good, haven't been good with the turnovers. And it's something we talk about every day. It's something we talk about every meeting. It's something we harbor about on practice. So... You know, obviously, ultimately, it's my responsibility. So I, I've got to do a better job of, uh, you know, making sure that we don't do it. And coach,
2: sticking with the defense, putting a lot of precarious situations. Would you say against Columbia, that was really their best performance all season long? You
1: know, I, I thought the defense did an outstanding job, and uh, you know, throughout the entire game, you know, you, you're not not looking at only at that stop there at the um, at the beginning of the game when they held them to three, but you know, when the one long run out and Ian Williams had a great hustle play, he chased the thing down and I got it pulled down there at the two- or three-yard line, so it didn't get in there. And then I believe three or four plays later had the interception, so that was a tremendous goal line stand. And, uh, you know, aside from, I think, three explosive plays, I mean, they pretty much, you know, you know, held Columbia and checked the entire game. I believe they were 0 for 4 in the red zone on touchdowns, and, you know, Mike Martin and the rest of the guys and Coach Blackwell and staff, they, they did an outstanding job. It was, it was a tremendous performance defensively. You mentioned how well Ian Williams did to go track that down. I want to talk about the
0: linebackers and Mike Martin and Austin Hancock both came up with big fumble recoveries. Hancock led the team in tackles. Just tell me what the three linebackers and, and even the guys who came in and and worked in did that really helped cause um, maybe a, a stop, a uh, maybe a couple big stops, really
1: in precarious positions. You know, the linebackers they did an outstanding job, and you know when when you play that position. You know you're tied into both parts of the game. You know you're a run stopper when the ball is handed off, and and you're in pass coverage, uh, or you're a blitzer when they're throwing the ball. So you know, you know there are a bunch of tremendous stops, and you know include Mike's there at the end of the game where he ripped that ball out, and, and and that was another time that we stopped them in the red zone. So you know the the linebackers are, you know obviously very focal point in the defense. They got to, they have to play great for us to play well defensively. And you know and Mike Martin's been playing lights out, and the other guys have been Jake and, and Austin have been playing very well too. Now, the defense was huge,
2: and also special teams. Patrick Murray coming up with a couple field goals. He showed he was human coach. He missed a field goal, but we noticed during halftime he came out about six or seven minutes early, worked at his craft. So just sort of talk about what Murray did to improve upon his game and make sure he got the job done in the second half.
1: I mean, with Patrick, you're talking about you know, one of the top place kickers in the country, and it, it's not something that happens by accident. I mean, the guy, the guy works Works his tail off to improve. I mean, he's out there kicking before practice, after practice, any opportunity he gets to improve himself, he he uh, he capitalizes on it, and you could see it's you know the proof is you know in his performance. And uh, you know we were first and goal at the one there, and we didn't. I mean, and we we moved backwards, and you know we were kicking into the wind, and he, and he missed one, and you know that's it's you know he's human, that's going to happen. But you know to, to bounce back and then you know kick a fifty yarder there to put us up. You know, I believe that was in the fourth quarter. I think he's, you know, he's had 350-plus yard field goals on the season. So you know, kicking off into the end zone, punting 40-plus average, you know, the guy's an All-American.
0: Well, and I want to continue with with the coverage teams for the special teams. Kick return, uh, sorry, kickoff coverage and punt coverage. Really, they haven't had a good opportunity to show what they can do just yet. And when you get into later games against really talented opponents, Lehigh and Cincinnati both come to mind, how do you think your team is going to do when it needs to, you know, maybe get punt coverage against really superior um, athletes in in terms of guys that uh, maybe are uh, top of the conference in those specific categories?
1: Yeah, well, we we work on that. Uh, our coverage teams, you know, you know, every day during practice, and you know, you really hope that he can continue to kick them out of the back of the end zone and make them drive 75 yards uh, every every. every um time when he's kicking the ball off and hopefully he can he can limit the returns but you know that's stuff we work on we understand that everyone's not going to be fair caught and everyone's not going to be blasted through the back of the end zone but you know we we work on the coverage aspect of it and coach Fergert does a real good job with that so I'm confident that that one when one doesn't get kicked out of the end zone or one gets returned it you know we'll get it down on the ground
2: now, Coach, there were two big calls towards the end of the game that fortunately went your way. First, the Mike Martin fumble recovery, and then one of the last plays of the game in which Sean Brackett goes over the line. Was your heart racing a little bit towards the end?
1: And also, just talk about the defense and coming up so huge in a clutch moment. No, it was, it was racing a lot of it. <laughs> he, um, you know, Michael, I mean, t- to me, just having the vantage point that I did, I thought the, the play was obvious, and, and the uh, the referee crew did it, had, had made the right call. The kid was still running forward. Michael stripped it out, and you know, I actually thought that the ball should have been spotted where he was tackled. So I mean, I thought, you know, Michael made a great play there. And then defensively, the kid was past the line of scrimmage. So I I thought, you know, the crew did a great job throughout the day and got those calls right. But you know, defensively, that was, you know, it was in, you know, we basically put the game in the defense's hands the second half, you know, offensively, when we moved the ball up and down the field, in the first half, we almost had 300 yards of total offense and could have had a bunch more points. But you know, between the, the issues we were having with pass protection and turning the ball over, and some of our decision making, you know, I really had to separate myself. But I had to understand that I'm not just a play caller, but I'm the head coach. So, you know, it, you know, we didn't move the ball as much in the second half, but I decided that we were going to take a conservative approach because I felt if we didn't do something stupid on offense and put them in a position to uh, to, to have a score on a short field, that our defense was going to hold them out, which they did. So, you know, it's a team game, and uh, I thought the defense did a great job.
0: At the end of the first half, you guys took a very aggressive offensive series there where you moved the ball down in about 30, 35 seconds. You did have some timeouts to work with, and you drove all the way down the field and gave Patrick Murray a chance to make a field goal there at the end of the half. He makes that field goal, and is that indicative of what you're trying to do, being aggressive
1: late in the half and really not worrying about turning the ball over? Uh, You know, there was some time left on the clock there, and we we, – You know I believe we had two timeouts left and and we work on our two minute situation three times during the week, so uh, we get a bunch of cracks at that and we worked on it a bunch and I really believe this is the first true opportunity we had to execute it and you know we got some protection, I believe Danny Light had a big catch uh, Nick Talbert had the one there right before the the, um, the field goal where we got down into range and you know Carlton you know uh, we had a draw play to start it off that popped out so it's something that we practiced numerous times during the week, and it was good to finally get an opportunity to do it and you know the to the the kids did a great job. They deserve the credit. They, they marched it down the field, got us in the range, and you know Patrick came out and knocked it through.
2: And Coach, Mike can attest to this. I thought you guys were just going to need it, get out of there with the lead, but you proved me wrong. I'm glad to see that The offense did the job, certainly there.
1: And the three points ended up being valuable in the game, so it was, it, was, uh, it, was a, it was a good draft. And Coach, going forward, Jordan
2: Chapman sustained an injury in the second half of that game. We saw him on crutches. First, what's his status going forward? And then Rob Palmer comes into the game. He was getting picked on a lot but he held the job and ultimately came up with a few big tackles late.
1: Yeah, Rob did, you know, you know Jordan's you know he's moving around a little bit, you know we're going to take it day to day. He's getting treatment. So you know hopefully we'll be able to get him in the lineup cuz you know Jordan's been doing a good job but you know Rob came in they were throwing some outcuts on him, you know and some of that was you know we just wanted to keep the ball, you know, in front of us, you know and not give up something big and we we mixed it up went with some cover 2 and clouded it up there so you know it's just like we talked about with Wetzel going in. Uh, when um, Nick was down last week, that his next man in. If if somebody goes out, that the, his replacement's got to do as good or better of a job. And you know, Robert's played a bunch for us in nickel situations this year, and he's done a really good job. So I have all the in, all the confidence in the world in Robert, and he came in and did a good job. And uh, you know, if he's if he's gonna, you know, if Jordan can't go this week, I'm sure Robert will do a you know fine job this week. All right, thanks, coach, and we'll have you
0: back on later on in the show to set up the uh, big matchup coming up against Lehigh.
1: Appreciate it, guys. Thank you.
0: Now joined in the X's and O's segment with linebackers coach and defensive coordinator David Blackwell. Coach, so glad to have you on.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Coach, you talked to me before the season about how you maybe game plan for a game, and you use the term aggressive, and for fans that maybe haven't been out to a game yet, how would you describe what you do defensively as the coordinator?
3: Um, you know we're a four-three team as a base, and uh, we, we're going to look for opportunities to bring pressure um, in uh, in certain situations. We like to run blitz uh, against certain formations, and then uh, if we find a uh, we find a, a, a kind of an advantage or a break somewhere with a the protection, and we we, we kind of have the uh, mindset that we're going to get after a quarterback as opposed to sitting back and waiting on it. Now, coach, a wild game at Columbia last week. Your guys came up big when they
2: needed to, got torched a little bit by the run, but overall, how proud of your guys were you?
3: You know, I was really pleased with the uh, with the effort and the intensity. Uh, you know, we gave up 160 yards rushing. We gave up 64 on one play um, and then gave up 19 on another. So you take those two plays out of it, and it's 70 yards rushing. So uh, to say we got torched on the run, it's it's really the, you know, you t- you've you got four plays in that football game, a 60-yard pass, a 64-yard run, a 19-yard pass, and a 38-yard Pass with those four plays out of that football game. It was a dominating defensive performance. The thing that our players have got to understand is three of those four plays were busts. Uh, the the 64 yard run, we had four players on that play bust. The 19 yard run, we had two players bust on that one. Uh, the 38 yard pass was, you know, their quarterback made a great throw and their receiver laid out and caught it. And Jordan Chapman had tight coverage on it. We had, we had a blitz on. We didn't get good pressure. We've got to get pressure when we blitz. And, uh, that one's, you know, I, as a coach, you can understand that one, you know, the 60 yard, uh, touchdown pass, we had, a, we busted the coverage and then and, and played it poorly. And, uh, you've got, and that goes back to the Villanova game really, in a lot of ways with us is it, we played really consistent, good defense throughout that football game, but there's four or five plays that were explosive plays that, that, you know, they got Villanova got 200 yards in five plays. Uh, that that we can't allow that and that's right now been our Achilles heel a little bit defensively has been the you know the big play and uh, we've played really really good defense at times but we've got to eliminate if we can eliminate the explosive plays and and continue to play well uh, then then we've got a chance to be pretty good. Now, you were going up
0: against a a Columbia offensive line that maybe was a little bit smaller than than most even in 1AA and and really any division in college football. Their right guard was 227. Was that at all a factor in how you game plan, knowing that they had maybe a smaller but more mobile offensive line?
3: No, you just you know you understand a little bit what they're trying to do with it um you know Rich Rodriguez is notorious when he was at West Virginia for playing with an undersized offensive line and and when he was the offensive coordinator at Clemson i mean the uh, he first thing he did was the same thing he did at Columbia is come in and tell him he wanted them guys melted down. He wanted the weight off of them, he wanted them more athletic, he wanted them quicker, and so uh you know I think sometimes that can get people can read more into that than what it is. Uh, obviously guys get more mobile. They can cover guys up a little better. I did feel going into it that from an interior standpoint, our inside guys, that we would be able to hold a point on those guys as far as not getting knocked off the ball, things like that, um, that we should be able to take advantage of that. Um, we uh, early in the game especially did a great job getting pressure before. Uh, didn't feel a need to blitz much early in the game uh, because our, our interior and our ends were really getting good pressure with – on those guys, and we were bull rushing those guards back into the quarterback, and so, you know, we felt that was something that we could maybe take advantage of with their size was was maybe being heavy rushers and and not needing to bring as much pressure. And coach, your pressure certainly had an impact.
2: Sean Brackett, eighteen to thirty-eight, two hundred forty-nines, and a touchdown. So, really, how important was it to get him moving around the pocket and get him uncomfortable? Because he's a guy that just loves to sit and throw. Well,
3: there's no doubt. And he's a guy that, uh, you know, is, throughout his career, I guess, and this is my first year coaching against him. But the guys that have been around a while, you know, had a lot of respect for him as a quarterback. And the thing that everybody said is how mobile he was. And, you know, with, with mobile quarterbacks, you want to keep them in the pocket. But you want to get them under duress. You want them to move their feet and, have, and be throwing off their back foot. Uh, you want the guy scrambling around with nowhere to go. And so the thing we did a good job of, I thought, with our defensive front was keeping him off the perimeter where he could have a choice to pull it down and run or throw. Uh, his scrambles were all stepping up. And when the quarterback steps up, a lot of times they lose a feel for where they are. And it was uh, you know, the last play of the game. The guy was three yards over the line of scrimmage. Uh, the play before that, he was a yard over line of scrimmage and they didn't call it. <laughs> you know, but it, uh, it, you know, when they lose awareness of where they are, you know, it, it uh, you can force bad things to happen, obviously, for the offense.
0: Coach, you're also the linebacker's coach. So you oversee a position, but you also oversee the entire defense. How much do you focus on really the entire defensive practice and how much are you really
3: focused on just with the linebackers? Um, it really, I really focus mostly on the linebackers during the actual plays in practice, you know, and then kind of have an overview of, you know, if something bad happens, you, you tend to know where it happens. Uh, as you, you know, as with most coaches, if there's a breakdown, you typically have an idea of where it was um, and what happened. Uh, sometimes you you need a little clarification, but you know, obviously, a guy gets beaten coverage or something like that. It's easy to see uh, in the run game depending on where the ball hits, you can usually figure out who the problem was. And uh so it uh I knew immediately on the run, uh the sixty yard run, I knew immediately what the problem was and, and who it was. And or who they were. There 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 were a couple, but I knew who the main one was. <laughs> <laughs> we are not going to name any names on Monday night quarterback. We'll
2: let coach deal with them. But going off that point, how nice is it Coaching a linebacking core that's just so deep and so talented. I mean, Mike Martin, Austin Hancock, but then you go deeper and Jake Rodriguez, Nick Womack. I mean, what's it like working with these guys on a daily basis?
3: Oh, uh, they're they're a fun group. <coughs> Excuse me, they're a fun group to work on. Got a cough button? I didn't hit.
4: Hey, it's that. all right. Just go with it.
3: <laughs> but uh, you know, the uh, they're, they're a fun group to work with. They, the guys have a lot of fun. They work extremely hard at practice, and they are they're really uh, responsive to coaching, uh, and they're. Very interactive in the meetings and things like that. It's important to them to be good players, and uh, it also helps when you have guys that have some talent. And obviously, Michael's having a a great start to his season. But uh, you know, Jake's made some big plays also, and uh, you know, Austin Saturday had a big sack, and then had a fumble recovery and and led the team in tackles. You know, so it's uh, it, it's been a good blend, and and uh, you know. Nick plays our bandit position, which actually Coach McCarty coaches him, but it's, a, it's kind of a hybrid outside linebacker, inside linebacker, and he, uh, he has really had a very good um, start to the season, and he really, I thought he was very active Saturday and did a great job, especially in the run game. Coach, this isn't your first rodeo. You've been coaching
0: now for a few years. You were at Clemson for a while. You were at Pitt. Tell me what those
3: experiences
0: bring to what you're doing right now and maybe why you came here.
3: Um, well, he came here, I was looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> Coach Moorhead had a job. Um, but uh, th- this is a great profession. And, uh, you know, Coach Moorhead and I had worked together at Pittsburgh. And, and so I knew about Fordham because he used to talk about it when we were when we were at Pitt together. And, you know, I coached at Illinois State for four years and we went to the semifinals of the 1AA National Playoffs my last year there. And so I have experience at this level. And, you know, the one thing I've learned through my years is football's football. And there's uh, there's great coaches in the Big East, there's great coaches in the ACC, and there's great coaches in one in double A football. Uh, when I was at Illinois State, I was there for four years. We played against Jim Trestle at Youngstown State. Obviously, he did a great job at Youngstown State and won an awful lot of football games at Ohio State. Uh, so I think as you look throughout the country at all levels of football there, uh, you know, it's very competitive. There's great coaches. And, you know the big difference for us is we're we're given 63 scholarships in one AA and and at Fordham we're just now starting to get build scholarships and and get to that point but uh, in in one A you've got 85 scholarships and but the X's and O's and things like that there's you know there's good coaches everywhere and it's challenging no matter what level you're at. Now I
2: want to know the Joe Moorhead you met at Pitt. Same guy that's coaching right now, or has the head coaching position changed
3: him a little bit? <laughs> that's a good question. Uh, same guy. Joe's Joe. He's going to be himself, and uh, he he's a very emotional guy. He gets excited. He, he he's he has fun on the on the field. Uh, he's a fiery guy, and he's always been that way. Uh, the funniest thing is, you know, Joe was was uh, worked with us, helped on defense when I was there, and he. Uh, you know, he told me, you know, I was asking him one day what his goals were 'cause we're he's two years younger than I am. And he said, By the time I'm I'm gonna be a head coach before I'm forty and when when we were talking about me taking this job, he reminded me of that conversation. He said, You know, I'm thirty eight. It's so getting close. <laughs> so he said, i had to go get one, <laughs> you know. But uh, no, he's he's a, a great person number one and and uh, and uh an outstanding football coach and I think I, I, you know, I heard him say when he was when he was on a few minutes ago, and he was talking about you know wearing the hat of the head coach and and the play collar and all that and I think he does a very good job of not being the offensive coordinator uh but being the head coach and and sometimes guys I've worked for head coaches before that were offensive coordinators and and sometimes they get so wrapped up in it they forget about the defense and he's very involved with the defense with the players and and with the whole team and so it's yeah, I think there's a fine line sometimes you walk as a play caller, a head coach, that you have to be sure you're not the head coach of the offense, and then your defensive coordinator is the head coach of the defense. And so I think he does a great job of juggling that, and, and uh, he's a lot of fun to work for.
0: Fordham defensive coordinator and linebackers, Coach David Blackwell. Thanks so much for joining us, Coach. Thanks for having me. Now we go inside the huddle with sophomore linebacker Austin Hancock and senior wide receiver Nick Talbert. And both of you guys have now been here for a few years and you now understand what it is to have, you know, this new head coach come in. Tell me what it's like to win the Liberty Cup and what it's been like the first few weeks with the
5: new head coach. Um, it's been great ever since Coach Moorhead got here. I mean, things have been completely different. He's he stresses attention to detail and focusing on little things and I think our team really came together under him and they trust him and they enjoy playing for him. And now this is my second year playing for uh the Liberty Cup and I'm 2-0, and which is good. It's a good start. But, I mean, it means a lot. You're playing for the nine eleven victims, I mean, for their family, everyone that just was involved in that situation, an alumni that was involved in it. I mean, it means a lot to us
4: as a team, but, I mean, more so to everyone in general. Uh, this being my third year, uh, I think Coach Moorhead uh, is definitely the perfect guy for the job. Uh, I mean, he brings a, a different type of excitement to the game. I think our team has, like, a different type of swagger, and, um, I mean, we play just how excited he is usually during practice and during the game. So, I mean, I think he's just the perfect guy for the job. He gets everybody motivated. So, I mean, that's all I have to say about him.
0: So, if Austin is 2-0 and in two years, what does that make you in I'm, three years? I'm 3-0. and 3-0? Never,
4: I never lost to Columbia. That's <laughs> right. The effect that I he made, has on the game. I made that clear after the game, too, when I was holding up the trophy. <laughs>
2: got to love it. All right, Austin. So for you, a great game. You led the team in tackles. You recovered a fumble on an untimed down. So first, what was that whole experience like? And then more importantly for the defense coming up clutch towards the end, just talk about your performance.
5: Uh, that play was weird. I mean, like we were talking about earlier, it was untimed. They called a timeout before. They came back with a run play and I I was just actually filling my filling the gap. The guy was pulling, the guard was, and I just I got off the block and I looked down the ball was right there and I jumped on it. I mean, Luckily, I came up with it, and it was great. It changed like, – we got a lot of momentum out of that. But, I mean, more so the defense, we really fought through adversity. The offense, I mean, like, we like to talk about being a team, and when the offense struggles, we like to have their back and pick us up, and vice versa, we hope they'll do the same for us. And, I mean, there's a couple times out there, I mean, change the field, change the ball, interceptions, and we had to go out and, I mean, really help our offense out and really come together as a team so we get the win. And I think our defense did a great job fighting through the adversity. And, Nick,
0: you had a great game in the in the Columbia Liberty Cup, too. You led the team in yards, receiving 58 yards on four catches. And this is after coming off a week where you had to miss. What's it like to get back on the field and have a good performance?
4: Uh, it was great to be back out there with my guys. Uh, I was a little disappointed I didn't play uh, in homecoming. Uh, but luckily, and great job, heads off to the offense last week, and Wetsu was stepping in my position and having a phenomenal game. Uh I think we did what we needed to do on offense uh, with Carlton Coos rushing for 250 yards. Uh, we didn't really need to really throw the ball that much in the second half. So, I mean, my yards came in the first half. And, I, I mean, I think that's what we needed to do in the second half was wear those guys down and just keep doing what we was doing since the defense was playing lights out. So we just needed to move the ball a little bit and just keep driving the ball down the, uh, those guys' throat.
2: And, Nick, staying with the offense, you guys had a, you know, a very difficult start to the game, fumble yeah. the opening kickoff and then Coons can't get on the ball. I mean, can you imagine a worse start to the game? No. <laughs> I was not <laughs>
4: anticipating the fumble uh the first play of the game. Uh, I, one thing I did notice on the sideline is nobody really got down. Our defense came in, made some great plays, and only held them uh, to a field goal. So hats off to the defense once again. And uh, they did enough to for us to win the game, honestly. Like, I, I put the game on the defense. The defense played phenomenal.
0: Now, this year there's been a, a bit of trouble in terms of creating turnovers and and avoiding turnovers offensively, and, and the turnover margin at this point would show that. But at this point, when when you go out on that first drive, you're backed up to your own 10-yard line. What's going through your mind, and how important was stopping them for just a field goal?
5: I mean, like Coach talks about, I mean, we want to hold them. When in the red zone, we don't want to hold them to three or nothing at all. So, I mean, that was our goal going into the week, our goal going into every game. And, I mean, with that sequence of events, with ball in the 10-yard line, I mean, best-case scenario is them not scoring at all, making the turnover. But, I mean, a field goal is pretty good too, and it, it really helped us because a touchdown, I mean, it would it could have changed the game a lot. But a field goal, I mean, I think defense did a great job, and then it worked out.
2: And, Nick, let's bring you back in here. So you mentioned it, you guys are struggling, and then Carlton just changes the game. I mean, was he even faster there than you could have imagined going 93 yards now, the record is 100 yards, didn't come close to breaking that, but still, how important was that touchdown getting you guys back into the game?
4: I think the touchdown was very important. I really didn't really see the play that much because I was blocking backside, but once I see him hit that corner, I was pretty confident that he was going to take off and uh, score a touchdown. I think it put, it, uh, put us up 7-3, to three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was nice to get on the, uh, the board, uh, even though we was backed up on our, what, 7-yard line?
2: Yeah, 7-yard line. So,
4: I mean, phenomenal play by the offensive line. Great blocking by the tight ends and whoever uh, was chasing down backside. So hats off to Carlton, the offensive line, and everybody else on the offense.
0: I, I go back to a play where Ian Williams raced all the way downfield to grab Mark Horace from behind, and it was a complete hustle play to make that play, and it ends up resulting in an interception in the end zone to avoid allowing any points at all. In terms of the defense, it seems like there's a lot of hustle. Everyone's running it out the whole time, and, and Austin, how does the team really – in terms of their effort, um, what what have you seen from them this year that maybe was a little different than last year, or
5: maybe you feel is, is a little bit stronger? Well, first I want to thank uh, Ian on that play because I was one of those guys <laughs> that busted on that play, but um, <laughs> but I mean Ian Ian does a great job of that in practice, and I mean and it carries over to the game. Definitely. Whenever whenever someone breaks a long run, he'll run them down. He's the fastest player on our team. And he'll catch him. He gives 100% every practice. And, and then it carries over to the game. I know firsthand. <laughs> this are, guy's trying to uh, score uh, a touchdown. Here comes Williams. Yeah. Doesn't get that. It doesn't even get that far. <laughs> right, right off the line, he's <laughs>
4: He's a great corner.
5: Yeah, but, the, but the, coach, the defense coach is really stressed getting to the ball. And, I mean, in, in little drills that we do in practice, everyone has to get to the ball before the play's over. We all got to sit there and stand around the ball and, and chop our feet, and the coaches blow the whistle, and then we're done. But they, they stress the point to get to the ball, and, I mean, it carries over to the game because that play Ian made and then the interception changed the whole game for us, and he did a great job.
2: And another big play, Mike Martin's fumble recovery. I mean, he literally took the yeah. ball right yeah. out of that guy's hands. Austin, yeah. you were on the field. How momentous, how huge was that play in getting the ball back for the offense? That was
5: awesome. That was one of the best plays I've ever seen. And, and Mike does that all the time. Mike's, I mean, the leader of our defense, and he does a great job. He's he's there, and he makes big plays all the time. And, I mean, he does. he's helped me out a lot. He's kind of taken me under his wing ever since I got here as a freshman. And, I mean, that doesn't surprise me, Mike, making that play. It, it was awesome.
0: Offensively, maybe a different maybe a change up perhaps because of now going to just one quarterback full time how does that change how you approach the offense when you're on the field was it different having Nebrick in a little bit or is it really just a
4: continuous setup for you guys um that's a good question um i think I mean, either way, like, if we have two quarterbacks in the game, one quarterback in the game, I feel like our offensive scheme is built in a way that we should be prepared at any time to run whatever play out of any formation. So, I mean, it really doesn't change much for us. Uh, It changed the personnel a little bit. Uh, Maybe Blake Wayne steps in at uh, a little slot position and plays a little bit quarterback now. But, I mean, offensively, that doesn't really change much for us. I mean, personally, I would rather one quarterback in anyway, so –
2: all right, fellas, Let's look forward to Lehigh. Huge game, obviously a dominant team up there. So, Austin, starting with you. You mentioned busted coverages. A lot of big plays this year. What do you need to do to avoid them? And then, Nick, offensively, what's the most important thing, and how do you guys avoid the turnovers? Start
5: with you. Austin. I mean, like like Coach Blackwell said earlier, we, we we need to limit the explosive plays and try to create more turnovers around defense. But we just really need to dial in on every play of the game. We can't take plays off, and we I mean, we can't we can't settle in and get comfortable because. At any moment, they could break a big run. We just need to dial in and focus. And if we can limit those explosive plays,
4: we'll see what happens. Number one thing I know Coach Moorhead would say if he is here, I feel like we need to keep the tempo up during the whole game, uh, keep those guys tired on the front line, the defensive line, linebackers. Uh, just execute on offense, alleviate the penalties, and no turnovers. I mean, this is a team that, we, uh, that we're that we playing that hasn't lost a league game since two, 2009. So, if we're going to come out there and want to win the game, we need to execute at full potential. Like, we can't make any mistakes. we got to have our best game of the season, in my opinion. I feel like we'll go up there and do that. Um, confidence in our offensive line, our receivers, our tight ends, our running backs, and most importantly, our defense. So.
0: Now, I'm going to go ahead and pitch a question here for both of you guys. Very talented wide receiving core, very talented linebacking core for this team. If you could describe how your group really plays on the field and specifically what maybe uh, is is your best strength as a group and
5: then your best strength, uh, what would you guys describe? Uh, I think the linebackers play aggressive and play fast. I mean, Coach Blackwell likes to blitz and run blitz, pass blitz, doesn't matter, and and Mike, Mike does a great job getting to the quarterback when he's blitzing, and, and as does Jake. And just balls, plays on the perimeter, Mike. Mike and Jake to get out there, and they do a great job running the ball. And I, I really think they play fast and they play aggressive. And, and I think that really is
4: indicative of who the linebackers are. Um, I don't think I can really single out, like, a certain core in our offense. Uh, Like Austin said, he he said speed a couple of times, like – that's pretty much what we do. We try to do on offense, we try to get to the, on the ball as fast as possible, and just wear people out, you know, with uh, tempo and try to get people tired. I think our offense is pretty fast. We line up pretty fast. So I mean, if you haven't been running and conditioning all week and practice over there, and you're in the, – are not looking <laughs> too good. Yeah, I don't. You don't really have a chance against us, in my opinion. But um, I think our, our offensive line is the key to the game. Uh, like like coach always says, we win the battle in the trenches. So, I mean, if our defensive line and offensive line plays well, then uh, I think we'll be fine.
2: Now, I want to know who wins the battle in practice. Is this a receiver getting it done, or is the linebacking core holding its job? Who do you think? Who's got the upper edge?
4: Oh, I'll, Between him and Just I? Just
2: the linebackers and it's wide receivers in general. Who's who's making the plays in practice?
4: <laughs> I mean, I used to play tight end last year, <laughs> so like I don't really mind going against a couple of linebackers. I don't know about the other receivers, but... I'm down to get down and dirty whenever. (laughs) Love it.
0: (laughs) All right, well, Nick Talbert, Austin Hancock, thanks so much for joining us, and good luck next Thank you for having
5: us. Thank you. I appreciate it. All
0: right, back with Coach Joe Moorhead looking forward to the showdown, first Patriot League game of the season with the Lehigh Mountain Hawks. And, Coach, the defending champs, that's the the opponent you drew first in the schedule. What's your game plan to try and – get the team ready for playing such a big
1: game so early? Uh, I don't know. From a motivation standpoint, I'm not sure that there's much that we're going to have to do. Uh, These kids are are excited to play. Uh, We're 3-1, going to play a 4-0 nationally ranked team in our first league game of the season. Uh, You know, the kids understand what's at stake. uh, They understand that our preparation is going to be, you know, how we prepare is how we're going to play on Saturday. So they, they understand. They'll be motivated. They'll be excited. We had a great practice on Sunday. And, uh you know, it just you know, it doesn't get any better than this. You know, go, going on the road to play a nationally ranked team with an opportunity to get your first league win and, and get into first place in the standings. It's, uh, you know, we have the utmost respect for Lehigh. They're a tremendous program, and they're they're, they're the best team in the league until someone knocks them off. So, uh, you know, we're excited for the challenge.
2: Coach, you mentioned how your team struggled with decision making against Columbia. For Ryan Higgins, he throws another pick against the Lions. What does he need to do to limit the turnovers? Is it a confidence thing? Does he just need to slow the game down? What is the most important thing going on in the road in a hostile environment like Lehigh? Yeah, we,
1: you know, we, you know, in our team meeting on, uh, Sunday, we talked about that, you know, if, if we have that kind of, um, if, if we have turnovers like that in, uh, in, in the Lehigh game, we're not going to be able to win that football game. And, um, you know, Ryan's, you know, he, he's just got to make sure that he understands the the, the scheme, you know, and h- how it's playing out against the defensive look that's presented and go through his progressions and make good decisions. And, uh, you know I think it's something he'll be able to get rectified he had a great day of practice on Sunday so uh he understands the importance of protecting the ball we 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 harp on it every practice and but you know it's something that is definitely you know we we've, we've got to fix or it's, or it's gonna it's gonna hurt us
0: looking back at Lehigh's most recent game last week against Liberty it was a game that was really down to the final minutes 28-26 win for Lehigh and it's a game where they you know Liberty had 23 first downs to Lehigh's nine. Liberty had 241 yards rushing. What do you take away from that game if you've seen the film yet or if you plan on on reading a scouting report or, or getting film for
1: that game? What can you take away from what you saw last week? Um, it tells me that, that Lehigh's a, a championship football team that understands the things it takes to win. And, uh, you know, it, it's in a lot of ways it's – something we talked about with our game against Columbia, that the the numbers didn't necessarily go in their favor, and there are a lot of reasons that, you know, they potentially could have lost the game, but they're a team that understands how to win. And, and, uh, you know, they they, they got some turnovers in their favor. Uh, They scored when they needed to, and uh, they held them out on a two-point play there at the end of the game that could have tied the game. So, you know, Lehigh has a demonstrated level of success, and they find a way to win football games, and, you know, that's what they did against Liberty. And Liberty's a good football team. They lost to Wake Forest by two. They, They played some nationally ranked teams. So that's a quality win for Lehigh.
2: And coach, you said it. Got to avoid the turnovers. Also, another big thing: the penalties. Mike talked about it before, but once again against Columbia, you struggle with it. Is there something that you haven't done yet that you'd like to try to do? I mean, I feel like you've constantly been saying it week after week. When do you think your guys will finally get the message? Uh,
1: yeah, hopefully this week, and, and the penalties stop. You know, I mean, it's it's. You know, it's... It really starting to tick you off, but I mean it, there's it's like you talk about some of them are mental errors you know, and we, you got to make sure everybody's set before you snap the ball and some some of them are physical errors, and you know some of those are going to happen during the course of the game, but nine is way too many, and just like the turnovers I mean if we continue to do it, you know the, the net result is it's going to cost us a football game, so um you know we harp on it in practice, you know the kids get the kids out there run for penalties and turnovers, and we try to you know have some sort of disciplinary measure for those things, but you know at the end of the day it's it's my responsibility, and you know I got to work to get it right.
0: Coach, last week you faced the reigning Ivy Defensive Player of the Week in Zach Olinger. This week you're going to face another highly decorated linebacker in Billy Boyko, who was Patriot League Defensive Player of the Week last week and won a couple of national awards for his play last week against Liberty. For the most part, Olinger didn't do all that much. He didn't really pad the stat sheet more than tackles. What do you anticipate doing to try and slow down another great linebacker this week?
1: You know, not just, not just Boyko, but but Lehigh does a tremendous job defensively. Their staff, they come up with a very diverse game plan, uh, a bunch of different fronts. Uh, they bring pressures from all angles, a bunch of different coverages. They make, make you prepare for a lot. You know, you know they, they've got a good football team, and Boyko's kind of the quarterback of the deal, gets them lined up, you know, make sure they're in the right call, and very aggressive downhill, very similar player to the kid from the Olinger kid from Columbia. So uh, it's going to be a tremendous challenge because they're, they're a very good defense. I believe they're giving up less than 20 points a game uh, on average and not that many yards. So we've, we've got to put a game, good game plan together, uh, be sound, and, and execute.
2: Coach, last week's message, signing your name to it, taking responsibility. Looking forward to Lehigh, what's the message this week you want your team to know? Uh,
1: the, the message this week is going to be what it is every week. Uh, we talked about it Sunday, that we enjoyed the Columbia win, but the season starts today. And uh, it'll be about our preparation, our effort, our execution, and our finish. And if we do those things better than Lehigh, you know, then we'll win the game. Coach, going with
0: one more motivational tactic that you seem to be using right now. Carrying an axe onto the field with a log and then having a player – demolish the log i i just want to know what the log did to you and whether or not you will continue to do that throughout the
1: campaign the log is an innocent bystander but, 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 we, 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 sure it is we, we will we will continue that and uh you know it stands for our preparation you know and, and i keep the, the quote is you, you know give me six hours to chop down a tree and i'll spend the first five sharpening the axe and we talk about how you play on saturday is based on how you prepare during the week so everything for us is about preparation and uh you know we talked to the office about that you know we didn't we didn't have a a great Wednesday and we were a little bit inconsistent so we got to continue to prepare as well as we can all right thanks a lot coach appreciate it thanks guys and that will
0: do it for this week's edition of Monday Night Quarterback thanks to head coach Joe Moorhead defensive coordinator and linebackers coach David Blackwell wide receiver Nick Talbert and linebacker Austin Hancock Next week on Monday Night Quarterback, we'll break down the Lehigh game and look ahead to the matchup against Georgetown. We'll have our Xs and Os segment with one of the coaches and go inside the huddle with some of the players. Until then, for DJ Sixsmith, producer engineer Julian Atienza, I'm Mike Watts. Enjoy your week everybody. Monday Night Quarterback is a production of WFUV Sports.